Welcome back to another episode of 1984 The Podcast. You know, today we're going to talk about how the world has changed as far as people being entitled and uh, people being coddled and, and just how people are just outright rude and, and ex, you know, they have these expectations, these unrealistic expectations of the way the world is supposed to revolve around them. You know, people get upset about things that people don't even know. Like people get upset, they, they expect you to know things about them that you wouldn't have any idea to know. Like they expect a stranger to know things. Like people have these weird spellings of their names nowadays. You know, and people go to Starbucks and they complain all the time that, oh, they spell my name wrong. Well, you know, your name is Monica, but it's spelled M-O-N-E-A-K-E-A. And you expect someone to know how to pronounce that. You know, they, they, they mispronounce and you're like, oh my God, my name is Monica. It's right there. And it's like, that's not how you spell Monica. And I don't know you. I'm not your mother. I'm not your brother. I'm not your cousin. I wasn't raised around you. I didn't go to school with you. So I don't know that your name is pronounced Monica because it ain't spelled Monica. That's the type of stuff that people in society do nowadays. Everybody feels like it's their world. Everything should revolve around me. You should know everything about me without me telling you. You know, like I know people personally will go to a restaurant and not be specific with their order. You know, when you go to a restaurant, the menu tells you what's included in the meal for the most part, the big items. They might not tell you how much salt they put in it, how much, you know, pepper they put in it, but they tell you, you know, if it's got mushrooms, tomatoes, spinach, you know, the type of sauce they put on it. They tell you that on the menu. And you can also ask your waiter or waitress when they come to the table, be like, hey, what all comes on this? But I know people who will go to a restaurant, look at the menu, order the entree, and then when the entree comes out, they get upset. Like, oh my God, uh, um, excuse me, um, there's tomatoes on this. I, I do not like tomatoes. Like, did you convey that to the waiter? Did you even remotely tell them, hey, um, I don't like tomatoes. Does this come with tomatoes? You know, did you look at the menu? Did the menu say it came with tomatoes? Why didn't you tell them the whole of tomatoes? See, and, and, and they get an attitude with the waitstaff because the waiter couldn't read their mind and know that they didn't like tomatoes or they didn't know that they don't like mushrooms. See, when I go to a restaurant, I look at the menu. I look at what's on the entree. And if it's something I don't like, I say, hey, please hold this. Now, if they bring the entree out and they didn't hold what I asked, I'm not upset. I'll just bring it to their attention. Be like, hey, um, I asked for, you know, no guacamole, but they still put guacamole on here. You know, the wait staff, they're usually very apologetic. Okay, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We'll fix it for you. You know, we'll get you another one. But also, I'm not sort of type of person. If it's something simple, like if I say no guacamole, like I have a fork, I just scoop it off. I scoop it off and give it to somebody else. Like, hey, anybody, anybody want my guac? I didn't, I didn't want no guac. They still put it on here. Anybody want it? Because making a scene over something that simple is, is just ridiculous. Because I understand that people make mistakes. I understand that the world does not revolve around me. 
let me take this back to a spiritual standpoint one of the reasons this world is the way it is right now is because people have gotten away from spirituality you have so many people telling you not to believe there's always been people telling you not to believe but you have a whole lot more people with this whole free-spirited you know atheists and uh this way of living you know this living their best life where people have just lost total value of everything see believing in something you know spiritually it doesn't have to be you know baptism it doesn't have to be christianity it doesn't have you know it could be buddhism whatever you believe in it gives you some foundation it gives you some morals and some values to help you get through life when you remove those morals and values from your basic foundation you turn up with the society that we have today you have everybody confused nobody knows what they are anymore you know nobody knows what they want to do anymore people just are all over the place and you know without getting too much into like sexualities there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself sexual you know expressing your sexuality if you're you know if you don't have to be straight you know that's what people don't understand hey what you do over there is fine that's your business whatever makes you happy if you find love that's what matters the problem is nowadays it's force-fed to people they're, they're force-feeding the children at a young age they're force-feeding them through cartoons they're force-feeding them through commercials and it's not just your basics uh of you know your basic sexualities it's it's some that 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 pansexual and polyamorous it's all this other stuff that ends that gets people wound up in a, in a weird emotional state because when you start bouncing your feelings all over the place like that you know one minute you know oh i love a man today oh i love a woman tomorrow well you know what today i think i'm gonna marry you know a zucchini plant you know <laughs> and, and i'm not joking because i just saw a story about a guy that married his sex doll so you know when you start living like that you start getting off your foundation and and things get a little shaky they get a little rocky you don't know where to go in life because you have no direction um you know i talk about people thinking the world revolves around them you know as long as i can remember you know big business the cut you know their their motto is the customer is always right that's big business the customer is always right you know the customer has to be right for our business to flourish that is kind of a very wrong way to live life it's a decent way to do business because obviously by me appeasing the customer they're giving me their money which is helping my business flourish you know or if if they bought something and it didn't work the way they wanted and i'd go ahead and you know let them return it and give them something better now they're going to be a repeat customer because they're going to tell their friends hey this store treated me this way this company treated me that way i'm going to give them my business and i suggest you give them your business too the customer is always right works great in big business the customer is always right does not work in relationships friendships and, and just your everyday life process because the customer is not going to always be right okay I, I say that because people feel like everything they want to do they have to do like i want to do this i don't care what you want to do this is what we're doing because i want to do it the world revolves around me 
nobody else. You see that now with especially a lot of the younger generation. They come into the workforce with that I'm always right attitude. You know, they read the application. The application is very in debt in telling them what they're going to do. These are the hours you're going to work. These are the days you're going to work. This is what is expected of you. This is what is required of you. These are our policies and procedures. And they agree to them because they don't, they're not, they're not reading them. They just agree to them because they want the job. They need money. They need money to go to the bar and buy my avocado toast, you know, at brunch. They need money. So they agree to the terms and the conditions, if you will. But then when they get out in the workforce, when they get out actually working, oh no, this isn't going to work for me. You need to change this. I do not want to work eight hour days. I want to work four. Okay. And you need to change it. And they come in with such force, you know, they come in with such force because it's not just one person, you know, one person coming at you with something like that. You're like, get away, get away. But you have an entire workforce of people with that mindset. We don't want to work eight hour days. We're not even busy in the morning. Why do I have to be here at 5 a.m.? We don't open till nine. So why do I got to be here at five? Then you try to explain to them, well, you need to get here at five, you know, to stock inventory, you know, prep everything for the rush that's coming at nine when we open. <sighs> we don't need to do that. We could do that while we work. I mean, it's never like people just rushing here at nine. You know, we could get here. Why do we have to be here at five? We get here at 830. They don't understand that there is somebody in a position higher than theirs that has ran analytics to determine when they need to do certain things to keep their business up and running. But the employees nowadays don't understand that because it's about me. I don't care about you. And it's like I said, that's with everybody. Think about it. When you go somewhere, you know, you've been, you've been thinking about, uh, I've been looking at all these people like fighting over parking spots. Fight that, that's something I've never done in my lifetime is never fought over a parking spot because my legs work you know I am I I'm, I've been blessed to have two working legs I got a bad knee you know I'm a little flat-footed but I can walk so if there's I don't park close I don't park close I've never been the type to park close if I park close that means is that one choice parking spot that's right against the curb where nobody can park on one side of me. Like it's that, that very number one spot. If that's open, you might see me back in there. But for the most part, I go all the way to the back of the parking lot. You know why? You know why I go all the way to the back of the parking lot? People think I do it because, oh, you don't want somebody around your car. Eh, no. I go all the way to the back of the parking lot. I go all the way to the last parking spots because there's no chance of confrontation back there because lazy entitled people think they need the front spots they want the front spots that's where all the disturbances happen that's where all the fighting happens is because everybody thinks they deserve that front spot people have gotten so blatant with it that they'll drop somebody off and have them go stand in an empty parking spot so nobody else can park there because they need that spot because it's my spot. I don't own this property. You know, I don't own the land this parking spot was built on, but 
by golly gee whiz, it is my spot. I'm going to stand here and you're not going to park here. <laughs> we live in such a selfish, entitled world. You know, just if people stopped for one second and really just looked at the bigger picture, like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it being that selfish, that entitled, that coddled? How hard is it to just do what is required of you? But like I said, when you get away from spirituality, that's when things start unraveling. Because if you, anybody that's, you know, been involved in the church or been involved in any form of, of spirituality, you understand there's certain things you have to do. You pray at a certain time, go to church at a certain time. You read something at a certain time, certain times of the year, you fast certain times of the year. You don't do this. You know, there's Lent where you give up something. There's requirements. There's rules to it. There's policy and procedure that keeps you grounded. That's the basis of it. It keeps you grounded. It makes you a better functioning person in society, because when you can live by simple things like that, like, OK, I can't eat meat this month. You know, or I'm giving up soda for this month, or I have to pray at this time. When you have to follow simple rules like that in your household, that rolls out into the real world. You're not as hard to deal with. You understand why things are the way they are. You understand why you have to wait in line. You understand why it takes X amount of days for something to be processed. You understand why your job requires you not to wear a certain type of shoe or wear your hair a certain way. You begin to understand that. Now, when I talk about the hair, I'm not talking about all the controversy where people can't wear braids and afros. No, I'm talking about when you work at a job and they tell you, look, you can't come in here looking like Takashi 69 with rainbow hair and face tattoos. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the controversial stuff. I'm talking about the people that want to come in there looking like homie the clown. You know, when your job tells you you can't do that, there's a reason for that. So, you know, now there are some things that can lighten up because as generations come, things change. It's like tattoos in the workforce. Tattoos in the workplace used to be better not have no tattoos. I remember that. You know, people told you, oh, you got tattoos. You're never going to get a good job. That was the thing back then. Now, more, nowadays, it's more acceptable because everybody got a tattoo. Everybody got them. I mean, man, look, I mean, duh. You know, you know what I'm saying? Tattoos are now a part of everyday life. It, you know, I'm actually more taken back when I see somebody that don't have one. I'm like, you ain't got no tattoos. <laughs> you know, no judgment, but it's like, you know, because you used to everybody having some ink. And so, yes, you have to, you know, now you have to kind of look at that differently. Now, you know, you know, back in the gap, you used to see somebody with tattoos and automatically they're a gang member or they're in a biker gang. Oh, man, man, he's a serial killer. You know, now you see somebody with tattoos and it's just like, hmm, hmm, whatever, you know, it's just it's, it's a common accessory now. But there are some things that we just can't do. Like I said, the coddling, the, the you're always right. You know, nowadays, if one person is offended by something, we change the way we do everything. You know, I was talking with some buddies this weekend. We were talking about the NFL and how they changed the name from the Washington Redskins to the Washington NFL team. My problem with that is I'm all about, you know, 
ending racism and, and, and all that good stuff. But my issue with that is there's a lot of teams out there that have racist undertones if you want to go there, if you want to say they're racist. I didn't believe it was, but you still got the Kansas City Chiefs playing in Arrowhead Stadium. I mean, it's kind of, it's right there. You still got the, you know, the Seminoles, Florida State. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you still got other teams out there that have some undertones. And, and you know, basically, if we went through life trying to please everybody and try to remove every single thing that upsets somebody this world would just implode we can't please everybody you have to make uh, people understand that it's not going to be their way all the time you know people are so afraid to say no people are so afraid to stand by their beliefs nowadays man it's so crazy to me and, and I, I talk about this generation and how easily triggered they are and how they want things to be their way. There's a show uh, called The Mandalorian. It's a Star Wars kind of spinoff type show. You know, anybody that's watching it that's a Star Wars fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a character. Everybody calls him Baby Yoda. He's not Baby Yoda. He's another one. Of, he's a youngling of the species that Yoda was. But there's an episode where they're transporting an alien to her husband. Now, I know y'all probably like, man, what is this dude talking about? Like, this is all fiction, people. Listen to me. This is fiction. Listen to what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody in the Star Wars universe with a little green baby transporting aliens, right? All fiction, people. Nothing's real about this show. Only thing real about it is the actors. Everything else is fiction. The story is fiction. The CGI, the animation, it's all fiction. There's scenes in this episode where the little baby green dude is eating eggs. The eggs were in a thing, like a little container being carried. It was the, the alien's children. Like she was, that's her children. They were these eggs in this container. So this little thing is sneaking these eggs and eating them, right? So he's basically eating the alien's children. Do you know there were people seriously upset about that? Like activists, like animal cruelty activists like people were saying oh my god you need to cancel this show that is cruelty you know you shouldn't show that that uh he's eating that that defenseless aliens children uh that is just you know tasteless and you need to take that off the air man i'm sitting back like what they, they realize it's fiction right like they realize it's fake right like like basically you telling me that john favreau and his production crew is going to have to put no alien babies were harmed in the making of this film at the end credits to please people to ple <laughs> you know a lot of and, 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 and I talk about that like I said I talk about people pleasing because there are a lot of TV shows that bring people back from the dead because people complained about it Oh, you shouldn't have killed that person. We want them back. We want them back. People that have petitions now, people actually sign petitions and, and put forth the energy to bring TV characters back. I want you to really sit there and think about that. A generation that is so lazy, they don't want to work, they don't vote, you know, they, they don't do anything, you know, everything, they just want to sit around, make money on OnlyFans. Uh, but they have the energy to make a petition to bring back 
a TV character. See, the work ethic is gone. Part of again, part of the reason the work ethic is gone is because we have gotten away from that spiritual foundation. I believe, you know, as as everybody know this, everybody know this from the Bible. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Plain and simple, right? No, no, not in today's society. Not no, no, not in today's society. In today's society, if a man don't work, the other working man will make sure he eats. That's how that works. Oh, hey, I need to need to tax you a little bit extra this month. Yeah, you got a, got a few more people up making some applications. They need some, you know, man. Ooh, got a lot of able-bodied men out here. Ooh. You know, <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, I don't know where society is going right now. Um, with, with, like I said, we got to get away from the coddling. We got to get away from the entitlement. We got to get away from letting everybody have their way. You know, it's like being a parent, man. Being a parent nowadays has got to be hard, you know, for your traditional parent. You know, these new parents is easy because they just let their kids do whatever, whatever they want to do. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to wear clothes today, Jimmy? Oh, okay. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, just let it, just let it hang, Jimmy. Free spirit. My son's a free spirit, everybody. He's two, bro. He's a free spirit. He he wants to be a nudist. He identifies as a nudist. He doesn't have to wear clothes. No, man. No. I wish I would, told my mama. Mama, I don't want to wear clothes. After I got whooped, I was going to have clothes on. I ain't going to my clothes on now. But see, nowadays, they don't have that. Nowadays, these kids run the household. These kids say what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, you know. And they grow up to be adults who think (laughs) they can do what they want to do when they want to do it. And then when they get hit with the consequences, that's another thing about it is that's why I say the world is so just society itself is so jacked up. You know, I'm a firm believer of if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. But the world doesn't think the same way, I think, because the world looks at it as if, oh, my God. I saw a a thing. I I don't know if it was a governor. I think it was a governor trying to pass this law, basically, um, I don't, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, with the castle law, you know, basically meaning somebody breaking my house, I can shoot them. Plain and simple. You break in my house, you getting lead poisoning. That's exactly what it means. I ain't got to go into no in-debt stuff. You break into my house, I can shoot you. What is this governor? I want to say governor. Who's trying to propose that they remove that. Now, let me, let me tell you some of the stuff that, that, that they said that explains the generation we live in. And again, like I said, this whole entitlement process. What she said, or he said was, criminals, listen to me now, listen to me, listen to me, listen, listen, to, listen to what I'm saying. Criminals, the person breaking into your home is only armed for their safety. They're only armed to make sure they're not met with any type of a uh, firepower. So basically saying they ha- they they break into your house with a gun because they know you got a gun. Let me let me break it down for you in layman's terms. 
they break into your house and have a gun with them because they think you have a gun. So they bring a gun with them to protect themselves. That's what this, this what person said. The criminal brings a gun with them only because they need to protect themselves from the homeowner. The criminal only wants to break in and steal what they need and get out. They don't want to hurt anyone. But when they come in contact with a homeowner that is armed, they're forced to, to use uh, lethal force to protect themselves. So if we disarm the homeowner, we will have less. We will have less. We will have less deaths related to home invasion crimes because there will not be uh, any animosity between the thief and the homeowner if the homeowner isn't unarmed study shows that no no let me stop you right there study shows that a gun in hand is better than 911 on the phone that's what the study shows you gonna sit here and try to tell me that me in my house the law-abiding citizen who purchased a firearm lawfully I ain't never been to jail. I ain't I ain't never done nothing. Man, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't steal nothing. You know. Hell, I'd pay for air if they told me to. Hey man, you 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 breathed 473 times a day. We gonna all right, man. Here you go. I'm let me cut you a check. Who I make this out to? I don't break the law. I speed. But I don't break the law, man. Not no not 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 I ain't no criminal. You know, I don't rob and steal and all that. Look, so you telling me that a law-abiding citizen like myself has to sit in my house while a criminal breaks in and steals everything I worked hard for. And if I shoot him, I'm in the wrong. Like if I pull out a gun on him, I'm in the wrong because I shouldn't have escalated the situation. I should have just let him take what he wanted. You got damn right. <laughs> you got damn right. See, that's the type of society we live in. We live in a society so crazy that the criminals are entitled. The criminals are entitled. I am a firm believer in once you do a criminal act, you lose your rights. You lose your rights for a brief moment. Now, if you go to jail, you get rehabilitated, you come out, you know, everybody makes mistakes. That's fine. I ain't going to hold your past against you. But in that moment, in that moment of you creating in you doing that act mm -mm, you don't have no rights you don't have i don't i don't care who you are you don't have no rights you don't have no morals you don't, i don't care what your code is nothing like that i don't care you're a criminal okay in that moment now, like i said now if you go do your time you come out a better person you're like look i'm rehabilitated you know i made some mistakes when i was younger cool squash it it's in the past man let's move forward you know i don't, I don't hold nothing against you but i'm talking about the people that right there in that act the people that are still doing it right now if you're still robbing and killing and all that right now you do not matter to me okay so i refuse to vote on saving your life like i'm supposed to vote to save a criminal's life you broke i'm still trying to wrap my finger around this you broke into my house and i'm supposed to sit there and be like take what you want i, I wouldn't want to i don't want to hurt you i don't want to violate your rights sir by shooting you in the face for breaking into my house that's the type of world we live in that's the type of world we live in it's <laughs> and, and and now you know they're trying to legalize pedophilia see that again getting away from spirituality uh certain spirituality because there's some there's some spirituality out there there's some there's some churches out there that be doing some stuff they ain't got no business doing but we ain't talking about them right now but they trying to legalize pedophilia 
basically saying a grown man can talk to a toddler because he identifies as a toddler. What? I'm, I'm sorry, what? You know, you got a 45-year-old man saying, well, I identify as a 12-year-old. So this is my little buddy. Let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna be the black John Wick in a heartbeat. Somebody mess with my kid. I have a child. I don't have no children right now, but I do have, you know, I have children around me, like nieces, nephews. My friends have children. You mess with one of my, you mess with one of these kids, man. You going to deal with me on a different level. Uh, that's one thing I believe in protecting women and children at all costs. You know, that's that's as a man, that's what you need to be doing. That's the problem again with society and the new masculinity and uh removing you know that that whole idea of what being a man is you know then they used to be we're protectors man we're protectors we're built strong for a reason we need to protect our women protect our children and again <laughs> he said this man people need to get back on track back on track spirituality people need to get back on track with the spirituality because the simple fact that that's even in talk that we even talking about that we shouldn't even be talking about that that should be one of the things that somebody says i think we should legalize being a pedophile boy go sit your man, get him out of here somebody somebody go check his computer check his computer right now but, but bring me your laptop boy go sit your that shouldn't even be in a conversation man that shouldn't even be in the talk right now but like i said we as a society have gotten so far away from our morals and our values that you know we killing each other left and right for no reason i've seen so many you know young men get gunned down especially you know entertainers like what are y'all killing each other for what are you fighting over a girl a street that you you know old raggedy street corner what are you fighting over you know i've had some animosity i'm not going to sit here and act like i've never had somebody i didn't like i'm not going to sit here and say i've never been on the outs with anybody i'm never i'm not going to be hell i know i've pissed some people off in my life but i understand the value of life i'm grounded enough to understand that taking a life over some some something that we could easily just talk about is just it doesn't you know you can't get ain't no coming back from that you know no nothing nobody has crossed me to the point where i'm like oh man i gotta i gotta take them out no no and i'm seeing all these brothers taking each other out you know for 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 nothing man you know it's already enough going on in the world and 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 all these young you know these young guys and these young women it's women too it ain't just guys it's women too you know women stabbing each other and trying to kill each other over some man it's like stop all that your life is probably one of the most valuable things that you possess because it, you only get one go around you can replace your car you can replace your house you can replace your teeth nowadays you know somebody knock your teeth out you go get them put back in you can replace just about everything but your life you can't get it back and this generation doesn't understand the value of life in itself because they have just gotten so complacent and so far away from the meaning of life that they just they just live day by day like they don't think about the future anymore they just they they want instant gratification like they want to graduate high school go straight into college come out of college and be the CEO of like Amazon 
Like they want to, they just want to run up the ladder. Like they don't believe in hard work. When a struggle pops up, they fold. Like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Yo, <laughs> my generation, we're the last of a dying breed. You see, if something happens to us, we know how to overcome it, you know. Like, if I get a flat tire, if I go out to my car before I head to work and I got a flat, I'll be like, mm, I got a flat. I'm going to look at it and assess the situation. I know I don't have a spare tire. A lot of cars don't have spare tires. So I have options. I'll be like, okay, I can call the tire repair company to come fix the car right now. Call my job and say, hey, I'm going to be about an hour late, you know, 40 minutes to an hour late because I got a flat. They got to come change it for me. Or I can call a friend be like, hey, man, uh, can you swing by on your way to work and pick me up? I got a flat. Or I can call an Uber and worry about the flat in the morning. But see, again, that's because I have direction. I understand how life works. I know this generation of people, they go out to their car they see they have a flat. That's it. The whole day is over. They calling out sick for the whole day. They calling out. They ain't going to work. I'm not going to work. I got a flat. I'm not going to work. I got a flat. I'm not going to work. Nope. Matter of fact, I won't be there for the next three days because tomorrow I got to go and try to get this tire fixed. So I'm not going to be in the mood. So I'm not working for the next two days because of a flat tire. Think about how that uh, you know rolls into relationships. Think about how that rolls into to friendships. If every time you had a flat tire in your relationship, you know, metaphorically speaking, every time, you know, something small, flat tire is minor. Flat tire is probably one of the one of the, you know, one of the smallest things that you get that, that, that happens to a car. Everybody gets them. It happens. It's, it's, a, it's a part of driving a vehicle, you know, having a you have a better chance of getting a flat tire than you do letting your car run out of gas, you know, because you're not looking at the tire constantly. You constantly looking at your gas needle. So uh, but just think if every time in your relationship you got a flat tire, you just gave up on your relationship for two or three days. You just gave up on your whole relationship. You know, you and your you and your spouse had an argument over something simple. You know, like just some, you know, you know, women do this all the time. You'd be like, they'll order something. You're like, damn, babe, I, th- I thought you didn't like uh, raspberries. I like raspberries. What other girl you talking to don't like raspberries? Because I like raspberries. You're like, no, no, you specifically told me you don't you're not a big fan of raspberries i love raspberries who is you talking to that don't like raspberries you know that every every man done had that argument you know and then they finally come to their senses oh you know what i remember that now i i didn't like them raspberries that day i (laughs) and it's it man y'all had that little brief little stint of going back and forth, but then y'all fine because y'all la- y'all can laugh about it. But just think, if every time y'all had a little argument like that, a little just a little minor disagreement, y'all stop talking for two or three days, and that's actually how this generation works. That's exactly how this generation works. That's why you have so many people in and out of relationships, in and out of marriages, so fast because the smallest flat tire, boom, is over. 
it's over. I don't want to talk. Man, why'd y'all break up? Man, man, she, she, man, you know me, man. I like red. She like blue. I can't do it, man. I had to cut her loose, bro. Okay, you. So you let your girl go because y'all, y'all like different colors? Yeah, man. You know, man. I'm, you know, wait, man, man. You know, I don't really mess with that blue like that, man. You know, I don't. <laughs> That's this generation, man. Like, but again, like I said, getting back to that foundation, getting back to some morals and some values. You know, when you're when you grow up, uh, having that foundation of people telling you how to work through problems in relationships, or explaining to you that there's going to be things that you don't agree on, explaining to you that it's okay to talk to each other, it's okay to work through it that you're not going to always get your way that kept people grounded that's why you see a lot of these older couples still kicking it like man y'all been together for 30 years bro you know you'd be like man what what the and then you got you got people you know done been with 30 people this year (laughs) they done been in 30 relationships this year and like yo what but again, man, like I said, when you you have a, a, a society of people who think everything has to go their way. So in relationships, if everything don't go their way, they out. They on to the next one because they feel like, well, you know, if you don't do exactly what I want you to do, I'm not going to be with you. You know, they don't understand what compromise is. And it, it, it shows in everything, not just relationships. It shows in the workforce. It shows when you shopping. You ever been shopping and somebody gets upset over the simplest thing? You know, they didn't like the way they didn't like the way the cashier bag they stuff and they just throw a fit. You know, like, I don't want that in that bag. You should put that in that bag. All right, man, cause all you gotta do is ask. You know, all you gotta do is ask. Like, I get really upset. When I'm when I'm in somewhere, you know, restaurant or something like that, or at the store, and somebody's going off on the staff for no apparent reason. Now, if the staff actually did something to you personally, by all means, do what you need to do to protect yourself. But just something simple, man. Like I say, they put they ain't put pickles on your hamburger. Is it really necessary to walk in the restaurant and throw the hamburger at the staff because they didn't put pickles on it? But again this entitled society the no consequences society because i can promise you right now if you walk into a restaurant you throw a hamburger at one of them workers and that worker comes from behind that counter and knocks you out they're gonna fire the worker because the customer is always right even when the customer is wrong the customer is always right and that's how it is in today's society you telling me that a criminal could come in my house but I can't shoot him if I shoot a criminal that comes into my house I'm in the wrong that's today's society man like I said people need to get back in line get their spirit straight people need to get back to those morals get back to those values man quit playing victim for everything okay quit trying to please everybody people should be you know you're allowed to have your opinion as long as you agree with everybody else that's how this that's how today's society works you're allowed to say what you want to say as long as you're in agreement to whatever it is you're talking about whether it be sexuality whether it be politics whether it be global warming whatever the situation may be 
you're allowed to have an opinion, but you better make sure you agree with whatever they're talking about. You know, you can't be anti because then you got a problem. That's when they come after you. If you are against whatever they're talking about. But long as you agree with them, you're welcome to have an opinion. <laughs> Listen, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, you know, like I said, we need to get back to on a straight and narrow about our morals and our views and, and how we look at life because it's crazy out there, man. It's really crazy out there. You got so many people uh, falling by the wayside, so many people not, you know, really just thinking that the world revolves around them. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Once we get away from that, that idea that the world revolves around us, we actually will, will live a better life because then you you would actually fulfill, you know, that, that feeling of being helpful, you know, being able to help people, being able to give people. It actually feels good to help people and actually be humble and, and realize like, hey, I'm not the only person on this planet. It's not going to always be my way. It's not Burger King. <laughs> but hey, I hope everybody's going to have a safe and happy holiday. Everybody have a blessed holiday. Um, you know, we almost at the end of this year. You know, if if you if you if you if you're, if you're watching this, you survived. You know, I know it's been hard, but uh, if you actually can sit back and look at all the blessings that came out of this, uh, a lot of blessings have came out of this. Even you know, there's always positive with negative. You know, you got to have. You know, you got the rainbow after the storm. You know, rainbow comes after the rain. Uh, so there's some positives in there. Think about. Think about. You know, all the positives that came out of this, the new hobbies you have found, uh, the friendships you have made, people you have rekindled with that you, you know, you were too busy to to, uh, sit down and talk to them. Now you had nothing but time to sit at home and talk to them on Skype and all that stuff and FaceTime and just think about everything that's been good this year as we move forward. But like I said, hope you guys stay blessed, stay safe. Uh, Till next time.